Welcome back, everybody. Happy New Year. It is 2021, and we are excited to be back. We are starting off the year with a series that we recorded um, about a month ago, and it's about the movie Cuties on Netflix. So the next four episodes are going to be kind of revolving around that movie and hearing, you know, thoughts and feedback from parents and specialists. Um, And then we'll start, you know, diving into some more fun things, we promise. Um, But it was something we felt was important to cover and we definitely wanted to get, you know, a wide perspective on that. So the next four episodes, like I said, are going to be revolving around that movie. But then after that, we will have some really fun and really interesting um, episodes that are not quite as intense. So just preparing you for that. Again, hope you had a great new year and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome back to My Ovaries Made Me Do It. I'm Meg. I'm here with Dee. And today we're going to be talking about a film. Specifically, there has been a lot of buzz around the Netflix film Cuties. And some viewers have said that the film is empowering and an accurate representation of childhood today, while others have said it's provocative and inappropriate. So we wanted to take a look at it for ourselves and kind of see what our thoughts were on this controversial film. We haven't discussed any of our thoughts prior to this podcast um, because we wanted to go, you know, into this with an honest discussion, with honest feedback, and kind of see where we land on this topic. So, Diana, do you want to start off? Yeah, well, what sparked my interest in this movie was hearing about people boycotting Netflix because of it. I was just all like, oh, 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 wow. (laughs) People are having a big reaction to it. Um, as yeah. well as, yeah. So I have to say it was about, I don't know, like an hour and a half, maybe like an hour and 40 minutes. And I was expecting a very hyper-sexualized movie where thinking it'd be a little difficult to watch children in that manner. Um, and I have to say, I was not, I was not offended in any way by this film. It took about 40 minutes before I had my first moment of like, oh, oh, that's a little sexual for a kid. But I found it rather relatable, honestly, for a girl's journey of trying to find her sexuality and kind of move from child into more um, like womanhood, young womanhood. I did not think that it was overly critical like overly uh sexual of the children and I even thought it was filmed in a way that was really respectful to the children like they didn't pan a lot of times they would have the kids say dancing but it wouldn't really be showing the children's bodies and so I am really a little confused as to what people got so upset about like where's the real where's the controversy (laughs) was how I felt and I got I had and then to be fa- honest, I got bored and I couldn't wait for the movie to end. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. that's not what I was expecting. <laughs> well, and to, and to preface this, you know, neither yeah. one of us are parents. So we are viewing this from our own, you know, experience as being children or from the children in our lives that we currently have. But we don't have kids of our own. So I don't know if that would change the way that we would feel about this film. Um but I kind of agree. Yeah, I I can pinpoint the exact moment where I thought I was like, okay, I see kind of where parents might be a little upset because 
Ami started teaching these girls these dance moves that she was seeing online on the internet. Like these girls, yeah, they had like slightly provocative dance moves, but like nothing outside of the dance world. Like it was all stuff that normal kids would be doing at a normal dance competition. And it wasn't until Ami came and was showing them those those dance moves that she learned on YouTube or from watching music videos that were definitely more mature than what I think 11 year olds would typically be exposed to. So that kind of was the point where I was like, okay, I, I see where parents are like, wow, this is provocative. But at the same time, it's showing an important point of like, it's out there. Our kids can find it and they don't understand what they're doing. Like these girls, there was a moment where they're in the park and, um, Oh, I don't know the girls' names. Oh, uh, one of them was like Jess. One was Angelique or Angelica, Yasmin. And I cannot remember. They really, one thing again that I didn't realize going into it is it is a foreign film. So it's all dubbed. And so, and they never, yeah, they don't really say each other's names. (laughs) So it was Kumba is the girl I was talking about when they're in the park and she picks up the condom and she thinks it's a (gasps) balloon. And I thought that that was a perfect example of showing how young these children really are. Yes. And how they, they haven't been exposed to all these things. Like some of them knew what it was, but had never actually seen a condom before. You know, they were like, Oh, I think that's a condom, you know, and just kind of their reaction to cleaning out her mouth with soap and all this stuff (laughs) and being like, Oh, it'll be okay. It's fine. Like we disinfected it. And like that, it it showed that juxtaposition of their immaturity and also their trying to be these women and dance like these women that they're seeing on TV. But at the same time, they're these innocent young children. Yeah, I thought that was shown a lot, even with the dancing it and the way it was filmed and how they were dancing, what they were doing. Like they would put the finger in their mouth a little uh-huh. bit. It yep. really should look to me like little girls doing what they think would was sexy what you know or what they Emulating. thought would be yeah. yeah and and that's where I was again really surprised like where's the controversy because to me the movie showed a very relatable in a relatable and respectable way how the you know the child sexuality and how girls start to blossom a little bit into womanhood how the media reflects on that I honestly from all of the uproar I was kind of expecting to watch a little bit of child porn on the screen or some sort along those lines. Do you know what I mean? I was not expecting Mm -hmm. it to be, I thought a really kind of beautiful coming of age story as well as the Ami came from Senegal and moved to France during all, like that was kind of the start of the movie is she came from a completely different culture to a more Westernized place. And that in Mm -hmm. itself, there's, you have to assimilate. And so it kind of showed how she was trying to assimilate, trying to fit in. And, and to do that, she had to sort of become more, grow herself up a little bit, I guess, become a little bit more sexual. And yeah, she watched those YouTube videos and started teaching the more sexy dance moves. But I really, like I said, it was not what I was expecting. This movie was not what I was expecting. And I'm happy for that. I have to, I, I was really relieved. <laughs> So before we before we even this was even on our radar when when I first heard about this I did see an interview I think by Netflix with the director Maimuna Dakure um I think I'm pronouncing that somewhat right she's she's French and she said that this film kind of was inspired by that as you're saying that duality of 
two cultures coming together and kind of finding yourself in this age where you're a preteen and things are evolving, things are changing, and you're figuring out who you are. And now you also have to intertwine these two cultures, very different cultures, you know, Um, and figure out where you, where your beliefs lie in in the person that you're becoming. Mm -hmm. And she also said part of that was these days, children and I you know I think at any time really you know children learn from the world around them so right now they have access to social media they have access to these hyper sexualized role models and so they're emulating what they see without understanding the repercussions or the actions that they're portraying you know they don't realize that these moves are sexualized or that it will make people see them in a grown-up sexual way. They just see that, hey, these women are out there and they're getting a lot of attention. They're getting a lot of likes and followers. And if I do this, I'll get a lot of likes and followers too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they had that very much in the film. Like, look how many likes mm-hmm. you got. That's how they were validating themselves. You yeah. know, the one, the one girl, Angelica, I think her name was, at one point said, like, my parents have no time for me, but I can, if I get into this dance competition, they'll see how special I am. I, I can special, I can dance, you know? So it yeah. wasn't about like, I want to be so sexy. It was, I want to do really well and be seen and be validated. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And part of this too, I mean, there, there were moments where I found myself kind of getting uh, frustrated with Ami. And then I had to yes. remind myself, like she's 11 and she is, internalizing a lot of emotions right now like her she overheard her mom's frustration and you know trying to navigate this new life of her husband taking on a new wife it really showed how much children really pick up on that stuff children recognize things in their parents and they recognize when you're having a bad day and you're they are so young they don't know how to express that themselves and kind of when she breaks down at the at the dance competition and she just you see it all come out of like she she doesn't know how to handle her emotions. And I love when she goes back to the apartment and her mom is like stopping the auntie from kind of berating this child for dressing as she's dressed and for not being prepared for her father's wedding. And her mom is just like, stop it. Stop it. And she's just like, you know what? It's totally okay if you don't want to go to the wedding. And just kind of has this moment where she embraces her. And I just thought yeah. that was so beautiful because these children have moments of like, this is who I am and I'm rebelling and I'm going to be this and that. And at the end of the day, it's like they still need their parents and they still need the love from their parents. And, you know, you're going to make mistakes. And at the end of the day, hopefully, you know, parents can still show you that they love you and that it's all a part of growing up. Yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of the movie as well. The very end where the mom stood up for her and didn't say like, it's okay that you're dressed. And it and she was in a dance costume, which is, you know, tight and tiny, but stood up for her. And yeah, it was just like, you know, okay, you're going through this. Mm-hmm. Don't berate my daughter. Leave her be. And she's going to do what's okay for her. You know, and one thing we haven't pointed out is in the middle of the movie, Ami got her period for the first time and the amount of hormones and changes Mm -hmm. that occur within you as that's happening. This child really did not understand. There was one scene that also I was like, again, they didn't show anything, but the girl took a picture of her vagina and posted it for likes. Like she has no concept of that being anything they don't understand that that's going to live on the internet forever and that yeah, that's or your, that could, 
change someone's perspective of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she doesn't even know these kids did not realize that they were sexualizing themselves. They really were not just at all growing. Yeah. They were just like I said, I thought it was such a relatable coming of age story for most of us where you do, you go from childhood into young womanhood. And I just, I am really confused as to why people are boycotting Netflix over something of this nature. When I think that there are so many other things out there where children are getting exploited in a worse way than this movie. I'm not sure how much controversy there was, because if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, the film is at an 87%. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, people do like the film. I just think it's, I think it's that the people who are upset with it are being louder than those who enjoyed the film. Because if you enjoyed the film, you just are like, hey, I enjoyed the film. But I think there's a group of people out there who were so upset with the film that they're really making their voices heard more so than other films where people just kind of let it go and be like, I didn't like it and just rate it bad. So so Netflix dropped 1.3% in shares after getting hit with a significant loss of subscribers over the release of this controversial film, Cuties. And so that is where my awareness of this movie came into play. I was like, why is everyone leaving Netflix over this movie? Yeah, look at this. Cancellations are skyrocket. How many? And part of that, I think, comes from just again, social media. Uh, Social media can be a great thing, but it can be dangerous. Like look at currently right now, I don't know when we're posting this, but currently right now when we're recording it, Charlie D'Amelio, she was like canceled for a minute because she said something like, oh, it would have been really nice to get to 100 million subscribers this year. And James Charles kind of said to her in jest, like as a joke, was like, oh, the 95 million aren't enough for you just as a joke. And she was like, no, it is. It's just like, it would be a nice round number. And like, wouldn't it be cool? Like, there's nothing wrong with saying that. It's just like, hey, that would have been cool. Like, that would have been a cool thing to to get. And mm-hmm. I didn't. And whatever. And so many people came out and were so mad at her. And were like, you're, you're ungrateful. Cancel her. She doesn't care about her subscribers. And that's not at all what she was saying. So I think, I think some of this is a lot of people on social media will just fight to fight or just... They're almost looking to get insulted by stuff. I find that, yeah. and this is going to insult people and that's okay, but sometimes people get into a vibration of sort of insecurity where everything you say or do, they take as a personal attack against them. So this girl who's like, I, you know, I want to reach a hundred million followers. Like, how dare you say something like that? That makes you so this, 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 and this, you know? And it's just, it's their own security reflecting back or or whatever, it's security, their own issue with it. And it's just, you're right, social social media is really beautiful, but it is definitely a double-edged sword and it is something to be taken, like that really needs to be taken into account that it's not reality. Social media is not, I don't, yeah, it's not reality. Right, no, and I just, I just yeah. wanted to bring that up because I think that's part of this backlash of negativity was for cuties is I think there was just a subset of the internet that was very upset and kind of was able to enrage enough people to, to yeah. unfollow. But it's also during a time where there's a lot of things going on and a lot of people are angry, so it's very easy to just kind of continue that anger on to other things. Well, there's also the movement on social media for Save the Children. 
you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that's happening a lot in America right now. And, and I'm sure, or in the United States, and I'm sure really worldwide, you know, all based sort of around the, the political landscape that we have about saving the children and honestly, what's happening with kids within this world and the sex slave industry. And so I think people are ready to be up in arms about things and want to be able to make a difference and to help. And yeah, every everybody wants to save the children. Nobody wants to see children being taken advantage of or harmed in any way. And so I just, I don't know, to me, they kind of lashed out at a movie that was showcasing a reality in a, I thought, again, I thought it was filmed respectively. They didn't pan up and down these kids they didn't show the kids in a sexual light they just showed the children navigating their own sexuality within the world and i think that they also did a they made a good point of showing kind of how we view children like older than they are like at some points some of these children were being viewed as sexual like you can see when they go to the laser thing and they're trying to get out and Ami dances and that one guy is looking at her and the other guy is like are you kidding me like they're children and it I thought it brought up moments of this where like yeah there are bad people out there who are going to sexualize our children and it's not okay but luckily there was that other guy too who was calling him out being like are you kidding me like that's not okay you know so I think it brought about this mirror of like hey we need to look at ourselves as a society and stop sexualizing children at such young ages and we've had this discussion this has been an ongoing thing and and we're gonna have this discussion more with you know a parent from a parent's perspective but how our children are watching kind of these young disney stars you know and these children are 13 look at millie bobby brown she's not disney but you know what i mean she's she's a very young woman and people were already sexualizing her when she was you know 12 13 being like oh she shouldn't be wearing this or she shouldn't be wearing that or all this stuff and it's like that she's a child she is 12 years old now she's older but not that much older uh, yeah, I think the movie, you're right, it did showcase, like, children are, or there are people out there that, that look at children sexually, and they you assume that they're older than what they are, and I know when I was a child, I wanted, I always wanted to be older than what I was, I mean, mm-hmm. which is so funny, because now I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to get any older. <laughs> well, and but, I think that's the case for so many kids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, but I did think in the movie, for the most part, I mean, they did not celebrate these children being overly sexualized or or jumping into their sexuality. You know, she got, the girl got, Ami got a lot of grief from people for posting the picture of her vagina. And when mm-hmm. they were dancing at the competition, people in the audience, although some were into it, there were definitely those people most you could see that were, were really not. into it. There was a lot that were shaking their heads, just like, this is too much for these young girls to be doing. Yep. But it's, it's hard. Children will do, you know, like like they will do what you do, not what you say to do. And Mm -hmm. so when girls see that being sexual and dancing and wearing very few clothing or whatnot will get you attention, it will get you likes, it will win you contests, then that's what they're going to do. They don't think about the negative aspects of that, of trying to grow up too young. Yeah. Well, and the director even said um, prior to making this film, you know, she interviewed some girls because this is that's that's actually the moment that prompted her to make this film was she saw these 
little children dancers performing in Paris and they were performing a provocative dance like the one we see towards the end and she kind of started thinking like well what's going on in in kids minds right now like how are they reacting to being you know in this world where there is all this hypersexualized content available just at the touch of a fingertip you know and so yeah. she interviewed preteen girls on how they we're handling their own femininity and self-image in a world that is just filled with social media. You know, like, yeah, we see, we see Ami posting the picture of, we go from her doing a little duck face to posting her vagina, you know, in a matter of, what is it, a month, maybe the whole film takes place. So from the director's point of view, you know, from the feedback that she got, she did see that these children were, like you said, just copying what they see, copying what's popular. Yeah. Again, without any idea of how dangerous it is or how how it could come back and affect them. Well, any uh, yeah, any of like this, uh, me has no idea that that picture of her vagina is out there now, and that it it for not just forever, but what kind of attention that's going to draw. Like there are those creepy people out there that are going to look at that and love that and and search for that. You know, and yeah. she doesn't, maybe when she's older, she'll think about it a little bit more or whatnot. And, but you saw the girl struggle not wanting to fit in, not really having anyone around her that she could communicate what was happening with her. It was her mom and her auntie and her little brother. Of course, her mom and her, you know, very much more religious and definitely more conservative. And there's even a scene where they're at, I don't know if that was mosque or they were praying. Right. And she just like keeps her veil over her head and she's watching these videos on YouTube. Yes. Nobody around her even notices. I thought that that part was kind of scary because it's, it's one of those, again, it's pointing out that these parents are trying to protect their child. Like they didn't give Ami a cell phone. She takes the phone. Yeah. from someone like it's not her cell phone her parents were doing their job of trying to protect her and shield her from being too young and having access to the internet and yet as much as you know you try and be a parent and protect your kids sometimes they find a way you know and I... well you can't fully protect people from the world it's out yeah. there and so what we can do is prepare our girls and this has led to to like you said, more discussions and whatnot. And that's the thing. We cannot deny that girls are going to become, that girls are sexual beings and that we're going to go through that transformation from young girl to womanhood. And you can't, you can't gloss over that. You can't protect them from that. You can't say it's not going to happen if I keep them from having a phone. I make them go to church. I make them wear this certain clothing. It's out there. Because of the world that we live in, the technology that we have, they are exposed to so much more than, they're exposed to everything, everything and anything. And so instead, kind of like the mom did at the end, right? It's just what we should be doing with our children. And I say this as a non-parent to those parents out there with my parent parental advice coming through here. But what we should be doing with children now uh, with our, is is communicating with him about it. If Ami had someone to talk to about like, okay, so say she went to her mom, mom, all of the girls are wearing crop tops and they're dancing and this and that. Maybe her mom would have been able to guide her as opposed yeah. to Ami trying to navigate it all on her own. You know? Well, 
The ending, I think, summarizes it beautifully because we see this transformation in Ami where she starts out as this shy little girl. She's wearing, you know, these whatever clothes she has. And then we start seeing her in the crop top. And then there's a point where we see her when she gets in the fight at school where she is like feeling herself. She is she knows she's hot. Like she is like, this is who I am and this is how I'm going to dress. And she's wearing a little crop top and pants and her hair is all done. And she holds herself completely different than before we saw, like we saw her seeing this awkward, you know, child with very minimal confidence to this very confident young woman. Um, And then in the end, after she's kind of had her breakdown and, and went through a bunch of things, we see, a nice, I think, mixture of both of those because mm-hmm. she still kind of hold, like, holds herself better. You can see she has more confidence, but at the same time, she's jumping rope and she's, you know, she's dressed in like jeans, you know, the jeans that we see from kind of the beginning. She's wearing jeans and she has her hair done pretty cute and she's just genuinely smiling and like playing, you know, jump rope. So it's like she was able to kind of find that happy medium of where she fits in in her sexuality at this moment in time. And I thought that that was a nice transition to see her go from one side of the spectrum kind of to the other side of the spectrum to then find a middle ground. I agree. I really love that part at the end where she's jumping rope and that sort of the juxtaposition of a woman at a childhood or a child. And here she was now dressed like, again, like a young woman doing jumping rope which is such a childlike carefree activity you know Mm -hmm. and it's an age appropriate as opposed to grinding right so I I agree I thought it was really beautiful and that's I'm gonna say the same thing again I thought the whole film was just a really relatable and beautiful depiction of how we can of how girls when I say we girls move into our our young adulthood and Mm -hmm it took it to a place where a lot of a lot of uh, girls end up which is trying to be more adult than they are and in the mm-hmm. end it was yeah she had grown up some but she was still a young woman and doing something very innocent and not mm-hmm. hypersexualized i did enjoy i did enjoy the film but i will i like i said i got bored with it i won't lie i did get bored i was happy it wasn't a very long film <laughs> and <laughs> i found it I found it really relatable, though. Yes. I mean, no, I didn't grow up in the era so much with cell phones. We were a little bit older when cell phones kind of became the thing that people had. Um, I think we had a little more of a childhood, <laughs> a little bit longer, just because we didn't have access to the internet as, oh, absolutely. as much I mean, as these children these days do. But part of her, you know, dressing, you know, putting the frumpy T-shirt over like what you're really wearing I've definitely done that. Like I've walked out of my house wearing something I should not have been wearing, but (laughs) hiding it from my parents for sure. I've done that. And then just coming from a dancing background, you know, I did dance for 12 years and like their costumes were 100% something that I've worn at their age and done a dance in. Even most of their dance moves in the beginning not the last in the beginning yeah 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 in the beginning 100 percent. again the beginning dance moves that the the four girls are practicing before ami joins that's 100 percent like a dance i would have done at that at their age in like those costumes the end one not so much but again i think that like you're saying i think it was a really good representation of growing up and finding your sexuality and you know or you're finding your womanhood you're 
Yeah. Feeling empowered in your own body, <laughs> but also feeling comfortable. Those are all things that I've gone through. Oh, Not yeah. so much the ending thing, but again, kind of to bring it back to what the director was saying, like she wanted to create this movie that was a mirror of society. And sometimes she specifically said that her film is a mirror of society and sometimes it's difficult to look at and it's difficult to accept, but it doesn't make it any less true. I love that. That was a great point, a great view. Yeah, I thought that that was so true. Like at the end, you see all these people's faces of these girls doing this dance. And like we've said, the girls are up there doing their thing, thinking that like, oh, everybody's going to love this because we've seen other women do this and they loved it. And really, a majority of the crowd is kind of like mortified. Like why, who taught these children these moves? Who's letting them do this kind of thing? Right. But you do see one parent who's like, try this one little girl who appears to be a little bit younger than them uh-huh. not trying to like block her mom from yeah. covering her eyes like I want to see I want to see I want to see and uh-huh. it is it is important what our children are exposed to yeah I just I I think that sometimes you have to be a little bit provocative in film to get the point across and yeah. I think people were upset that she was like her her whole point for this film was to show that children can be hypersexualized and how do we stop that? How do we protect our children, but allow them to express their femininity and express their sexuality in a safe and age appropriate way, you know? And I think people Mm -hmm. got mad because sometimes you have to show the world, like you said, the mirror of like, this is what's happening. This is what's going on out there and no, you don't like it and no, it's not nice, but I have to show it to you to to make you realize like this is going on. This is happening. And like you said with the with other people kind of being in this movement of how do we protect our children? I think part of this is showing people like well this is what's going on. Yeah, and this is how this is what we have to protect them from but also not hide completely. Like you can't deny that girls are going to become more sexual that girl you know or children in general boys too that you're going to get to an age where they're going to want to grow up faster than they should and that they're going to you know they're exposed to all this hypersexual stuff they're going to emulate that they're going to copy it they're going to want to be like their idols like what they're seeing on tv what they're they're what they are exposed to in their life and people got really a little bent out of shape and I'm wondering how many of the people that unsubscribed because of this movie actually ended up watching the movie and how many people just followed some sort of like oh oh, I don't want to support it I don't even want to like how many people judged it yeah without watching it and left Netflix because of that and it's kind of like that um and I love when people send this around on April Fool's and it's it says something about like people don't read books anymore. And then you open up the article and it's like, April fools. We just want to see if you would actually read this article, um, <laughs> post it to your wall and see how many people comment on it saying that how much they read, you know, like, and it's so funny because you do, you see hundreds upon hundreds of reactions yes. on the wall of people who clearly didn't open the article. Cause then they would have known it was, a joke like it was a it was a prank but you see all of these people just commenting their thoughts without having even read the article and so so to your point yeah I think maybe this whole Netflix thing maybe people just jumped on the bandwagon exactly I had a uh discussion a little bit the other day with a friend where 
we were just she said to me she goes I think my my brother is a headline reader because everything he says to me all of his points are kind of headlines and he never has anything to back it up there's never any real fact to it but it's so like inflammatory and then we start researching it and he's like oh I guess that's not what I meant it's like okay so yeah I wonder at the same thing people just are so quick to jump on a bandwagon or so quick to get insulted and um fired up and and to be you know let's let's protect the kids quick to anger quick to yeah quick to judge and instead Uh what this movie really showed right is that you need to give a little bit of acceptance and patience to give people a little bit more benefit of the doubt and like to give to to allow them to evolve yeah give people the the time to exactly to evolve to figure things out it does not you do not have to know immediately and I think that that's another thing is like because of social media and what's going on in our world and how many you get likes right like basing things off of how many likes you get how popular your your TikTok is It's Mm -hmm. as if we have no patience for things to progress. It has to be right now. You have to understand it right now. You need to be a little girl right now, and then you need to be an adult. There's no figuring it out. And I think we need more time for the processing of things as opposed to the outcome of them. So people should watch, watch the movie. It is if you're curious, you know, I think it's a good movie to even watch. This was the advice. I was, and watch this movie with your children, with your young girls, so that you can have conversations with them around it and find out, is this what's happening at your school? You know, do you feel pressure to be more sexy or to dance? What do you think sexuality is? So I thought I think it would be a, a really good movie to actually watch with your children to begin a conversation or to continue a conversation around the girls moving into young womanhood. Yeah. I just want to point out, again, these are just our interpretations of the film. This is what we what we got. And we both watched it separately. This is our first time talking about it together. And so people are going to have different feelings on the film. We are not the end all be all. But what we're saying here is just give it a chance watch the film and make up your own decisions about it. Yeah, you don't have to sit down and watch it for the first time with your child, but I wouldn't judge this movie without either A, reading some of the stuff from the director because she really articulates the meaning behind the whole movie, or B, actually watching the film and starting the film and seeing what's going on. Like, I, yeah, I thought it was very relatable and very authentic and a really beautiful depiction of you know, people assimilating to a new culture and girl assimilating into a new stage of her life. Going from child to young woman. To kind of close this out, in that documentary that I was watching with the director, she did say that the real question of cuties is, can we as women truly choose who we want to be beyond the role models that are imposed upon us by society? Oh, wow. Well, that's something to think on. We say that again, the people in the back. Yeah. Can we as women truly choose who we want to be beyond the role models that are imposed upon us by society? So she, you know, she was talking about how we talk about these women who are oppressed in their cultures, but at the same time, the sexualization of women is a form of oppression. 
Yes. That's a whole other topic that we can absolutely cover with this. But I, I did want to kind of leave that there for people to think on because I thought that that was a very interesting point um, and something to think about. Absolutely. I look forward to thinking on that and hopefully having a future discussion just around that one question. I feel that that warrants a little bit of processing time, some good thinking. Right. And I, <laughs> you know, I wanted to ask. I want to ask this at the end, you know, I, I wanted to share that question at the end because I do want to give people the chance to go watch the film before we maybe cover that question a little more in depth. Um, and, and we'd love to hear your feedback. So definitely chime in on that as well, because, you know, these are our thoughts, but we'd love to hear from you guys too. All right. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us. This movie, Cuties, has really sparked a um, an interest and a series of podcasts from us. So look out for some coming episodes where we talk with parents as well as a licensed professional around child sexuality. And as always, we love to hear from you. So drop your comments on Twitter at my ovaries made me or on our last posts at in, on Instagram at untitled underscore Meg or Kundalini underscore D. Stay happy, stay healthy and stay curious. Bye. Thank you.